What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are going to wrap mm-hmm. up the week that was in the NFL number seven. We are halfway-ish through the season, Mr. Kevin Reynolds. Um, I got some possible trade scenarios with the trade deadline quickly approaching. I want to run by you, see what you think, and obviously we'll have our starts of the week. Uh, But first, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. We're at the very beginning here in uh, southern Pennsylvania of an Indian summer, although we can't call it that. It's a Native American summer. I don't think we can call it that either. I think we all have to call it indigenous Indigenous persons, indigenous people summer. Stupidity that the left has run us into but nonetheless so my friend andrea foolish woman foolish but we love her she told me that you can't have an indian summer slash native american summer slash indigenous people summer until after the first frost of the year i have not researched this i don't i'd like Mm -hmm. somebody to tell us i don't know if that's true or not what I do know is there was a mild frost in some places here last night. It got down in the upper 30s. So we can truly call this a slash summer now. It's supposed to get 80 here on Saturday. I'm excited. I, I'm i very happy for you. Kevin, I, I may be just a little distracted. My Phillies, I'm rocking the hat. Um, hopefully this won't be the last time. I'm summoning Mr. Captain America, Steve Rogers, with my shirt here to hopefully give my Phillies the strength. Uh, to win this game seven and make it to the World Series. Um, we'll see, but it's playing right now, and I'm watching it while we do this. So this will be Why fun. Why do we continue to pretend that you're an actual Phillies fan? I don't understand. Uh, you made it very clear the last two weeks that you don't know anything about baseball, yet you keep calling them your Phillies and acting as though you're truly invested in this team. I could not be more invested than I have been the last three weeks. Prior to that, I wish we had the soundboard so, so I could play the crickets. <laughs> hey, man, it's got to matter. I said last week, it's got to matter, and these matter. So I'm in. I'm invested. You are one of the singular most ridiculous people I've ever come across in my life, but I, we love you for it, and I wouldn't have you any other way. Well, if, but it's, most... it's really, I wish I had my boots on because the shit's getting deep here. <laughs> Um, well, I'll tell you what, dude, speaking of that, how about three teams this week? We thought last week was crazy with, you know, the Eagles losing and the Niners losing three teams that were five and one went down San Francisco again, two weeks in a row to a far inferior team. Uh, the Dolphins were five and one. They lost and the Detroit Lions lost to your Baltimore Ravens. And I know the Bills weren't five and one, but guess what? They're four and three now. This is not where I anticipated we would well, be. Uh, before the games kick I off. I would have to say that obviously one of those five and one teams had to lose because either the Eagles or Dolphins were going to lose unless they right. tied. Sure. But um, right. I don't really think Detroit losing in Baltimore was a huge surprise. People, the surprise was the score because you had a five and two team or a four and two team against the five and one. Um, so that wasn't too crazy. Um, but the Niners losing to the freaking Vikings without JJ, that was. They just didn't look. They just didn't look good on offense or defense. It, it could have been worse. Minnesota should have scored more. What they had first and goal from the two twice, and all they got out of was two field goals. And think about how bad the Patriots have been being able to come in and take down the Buffalo Bills. Oof. 
Bills D did not look good. Yeah, we have Offense six put up points. Six backup quarterbacks started this past week. Two of them, uh, Tyrod Taylor for the Giants and PJ Walker for the Browns, are playing better than the starters did. Can you imagine being Cleveland and paying Deshaun Watson or uh, being the New York Giants and paying Daniel Jones all of that money only to have your backups come in and be playing better than them? Yeah, frustrating. Wow. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to talk about was – you know, basically halfway through the, the fantasy season. And there are two running backs sitting in the top 12 in scoring right now that were widely drafted in the top two rounds. Only two. There are seven wide receivers that were drafted in the top two rounds um, that are currently sitting in the top 12. Now, I find this interesting because for the last three years, all these pundits on the, you know, on YouTube and the radio and all this stuff, they're screaming that, about all the volatility in the running back position. You need to wait, 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 and draft running backs late. I have said for the last three seasons, they did not have the statistics to back that up. Right now they do. We'll see how the season pans out. But right now they finally have some backing to the gibberish uh, they were spewing earlier. So this it'll be interesting to see how next this scoring affects next year. I mean, if we thought a lot of wide receivers were going early this year, if this is how the running back situation works out, good grief! There's going to be four wide or four running backs drafted in the first two rounds. You know how I think it'll affect it? Zero. Zero. Not even. Uh, a I think it bit. will. This is an outlier. You've had Eckler miss games. You had a lot of these guys with little injuries here and there. Um, people are still not going to just pass up these big guys just because for one year there were some injuries. You might, but generally speaking. It's not the that whole landscape won't won't look a lot different because if you can get luck into one of those big, especially receiving receivers or receiving running backs early, they're still gonna go. You're not gonna like Nick Chubb, who knew that his knee would explode. Uh sure. Eckler, who knew he would miss four games, the things like that. So I do get at that, but injuries can happen to anyone regardless of where they're drafted. Um, but the guys that's that actually, were, it's not like they're being misused. It's just, it's just not I think working that's, out. I think that's going to give more ammo to the, to the folks saying to draft wide receivers because the wide receiver, you're right. We don't know who's going to get injured, but the running back position is a tough one to play. And obviously everyone gets injured, but the way it looks right now, running backs are being hurt at a higher rate than the wide receivers. It may be. We'll see. Like I said, it, there may be something to it this year, but I don't see it affecting anything. I can't imagine anybody next year thinking like, oh, man, uh, Austin Eckler sitting here at seven. But he hurt his calf last year, so I'm not drafting him. I just don't see it happening. Razier things have happened. I, I certainly am not going to fall into that trap. Uh, give me all the Austin Eckler I can take. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking the best player regardless. I can't predict the future. I can't predict if they're going to get hurt. I can't predict if all of a sudden the Giants – can't get out of their own way. So, and it hurts Saquon. I, there's no way to know those things. Oh, we can predict the Giants can't get out of their own way. Well, yes. we can now, but after <laughs> last year, it looked like with Dable, yep. they finally figured it out. And now here we are and they can't do anything. But that's my point. I'm not going to pass up who I think is going to be a beast just because, gee, I wonder if their offense will suck this year. I, I just, I can't do that. If I, if I think they are going to suck, you're right. I'm dropping a guy that might be going number six overall. I might say to myself, well, I'm not, I wouldn't even touch him until the beginning of the second round or my league of record. 
I'm not spending 60 bucks on that guy. I might spend 40 if for some reason he stops there, but I'm not just going to completely exclude people out of like, like CMC. He's always hurt, but not this year. He's always good. That's what I'm saying. So pleasure to watch. You can only take the previous seasons. I don't know. Abnormalities so far. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm just not sure that the fantasy community will be. Well, here's the other thing. We still got they still got ten weeks of regular season. For all we know, Austin Eckler might go out and average twenty points a game the rest of the year and end up number two overall anyway. So but we did talk before the show that we're at a point of season. This is no longer the new season, and let's see what happens. We are at this point now, things that are happening are trends, right? They're trends. And they might not be back. Jalen Waddle might never be the same. Devontae Smith might never be the same. We we're at trends now. Uh, yes, sir, we are, and uh, we are also quickly approaching the trade deadline. It is four p.m. next Tuesday, which is Halloween, and uh, I'm not sure if you've you know really thought too in depth about this one, but I have three possible scenarios that uh, intrigue me a little bit, and I'll go ahead and get my. My Eagles out of the way. I know they just signed Julio Jones. That means absolutely zero to me. But the Denver Broncos have been trying for two years now to get rid of Jerry Judy. The Eagles have always lacked a wide receiver three in that offense. I think he would be a fantastic addition. They, I know we just gave up fifth and sixth round picks. Uh, they already made a deal for uh, Bayard, the safety from Tennessee Titans. Uh, nice addition. I, he's a really good player, but I think his name precedes him a little bit. Um, but I would love to see Jerry Judy in an Eagles uniform. Uh, not so much for fantasy. That's more for real-life football. What do you think? I saw some buzz about that. I see it as pointless. He would be the, the what, fourth option after those two and Goddard? Mm-hmm. What What's the point? Again, um, real football, not fantasy for this one. Yes, he seems as though he is not the best teammate. He seems as though a guy who doesn't exactly put in a lot of effort. I saw a funny meme today about your boy, um, Julio Jones. It was the, the cast was just Julio Jones 2023, and it was Shaq Diesel in his Celtics uniform when he signed for the Celtics <laughs> for like two months, yes. his final year. Uh, it, could there be anything more true? He had one catch for three yards, I think. Um that that was pointless. The thing I don't get is sometimes the, the, I think the best thing to do at the trade line is nothing. You're the Eagles. You're the best team in the NFC. You can only do so much. Why continue to mortgage the future for a team that's already most likely going to win the NFC anyway? Um, and I just don't see how he really improves things all that much. He's only going to be on the field for X number of plays as it is. I I just don't see a point. Why would you bring in a guy that's it's known now that he's sort of a douchebag? Uh, if you're going to put him in a locker room, just like the Jalen Carter draft pick, Philadelphia is a decent locker room to put him in. No, I'll, I'll agree with that, there. but they, then you have time. He, the guy in the offseason had time to act like now you're just taking this guy who seems like, like a total sure. D-bag and saying, here, we're bringing this guy in. Guess what? We're playing in three days except him. And I, just, I don't see the point. It's Jerry Judy. What has he done? I was nobody was bigger when I'm coming out of college. I, you know me, I kept telling you this is the guy, man, and he's amounted to nothing outside of maybe two or three big games. Yeah, what a miss, man! What a miss! So much yeah, talent. He, he's got all the talent in the world, but it it's it's pretty documented now. He puts in no effort. I get another one for you. 
How about the King Derrick Henry to the He's got to go Orleans, somewhere. The New Orleans Saints. They are regardless of how we think any of the NFC South teams would fare in the playoffs. They are in a very winnable division. Derek Carr is 25th in passing touchdowns with six. He is tied with Josh Dobbs and Desmond Ritter, and he is behind Sam Howe in passing touchdowns. He's 29th in yards per attempt. The passing game is not going to get it done. Alvin Kamara's always had a thunder to his lightning. Jamal Lewis or Jamal Williams was supposed to be that guy. That dude is dust. He is awful. He doesn't look good. He's not performing well. Uh, and plus, the Saints have a solid defensive unit. The Titans are in a they, what they need to do is start their rebuild right now. Ryan Tannehill's out currently. They're going to have backup quarterbacks in. Why not, Kevin? Why not? Is this something you've heard, or is this something you no, just? No, no. These are just you thought the Judy one of your wet heard. dreams. No, yeah, yeah. This is just for fun and something that you know a, a conversation started here and something that I think would personally be a nice a nice fit here. I can't believe you actually acknowledged acknowledge that question. Did you even listen to it? I tried not to. <laughs> oh, I wish I had the crickets button again. Damn it. Uh, or the boing, 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 boing. <laughs> Talk to me. Henry to the Saints, what do you think? I don't see. I see that as a pointless trade. I mean, I get it, but I, I don't. I could think probably of other contenders that he would have more of a, an immediate role because Kamara is the man there. I get what you're saying, but we're talking about now like two all pro guys on the same team. Overkill, maybe, depending on what the Saints want to give. There's probably some other teams. What I do believe, and I'm totally with you, is he should be traded. Yes. Tennessee, you're going nowhere. His nowhere. stock has already dropped 25% from last year. You're already not getting what you could have got for him at this time last year. And by this time next year, you're when's his contract up? Is it this year or next year? My gosh, who knows? Yeah, I'd have to look. I have no um, idea. If yeah. it's over this year, definitely cut ties. Get anything you can for him. Get a third-round pick for him at this point. You're going nowhere. You're talking about platooning quarterbacks this week. Yes. Who in the hell in the NFL platoons quarterbacks? It's not like platooning right fielders, depending on if you're up against a lefty or right-handed pitcher. This is <laughs> one. That's one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. So stupid. I get like sometimes you put Taysom Hill in a quarterback just because you're probably going to call a running play. I get that, but you're they're literally talking about doing like two series at a time, platooning the guys. It's well, odd. What, what's even the basis on it? Certain plays for certain guys. I don't even understand it. So they need to cut, get what they can for him now. But who I don't know. I'm not saying the Saints would be awful. I just think there'd be other teams that would probably offer them more than what the Saints would, where he would go in there and be the man immediately. All right. So how about my last one? And this is, again, we're doing this for funsies here. Justin Fields to the Washington Commanders. And if you hear me out here, I think this one makes a lot of sense. Um, the Commanders have no starting caliber quarterback on the roster. They have a head coach that knows a thing or two about winning with a mobile quarterback. Um, the, their brand-new ownership. Ownership is always looking to make a big splash. And Washington getting someone else's quarterback that they no longer want, it's so on brand for them, I would pay for this trade to happen. What do you Think want about it. Washington they took, to give up? Um, oh, they would have to give up a first 
Okay, so they're so awful. At least one. I'm entirely on board with this because since Carolina had the one pick and they won't, the Bears will have it. Mm -hmm. And then the Bears have their own. Boy, why are they not losing on purpose so that they can get Williams and Harrison? And And then you do this on top of get another number one, and the skins are awful, whatever, commander, whatever they are this week. Um, You're talking about a team who potentially be another top 12. You could potentially have a team with not only the top two picks in the draft or at least two of the top three or four, but then also another top 10. You could have three number one picks in in the first round. It allows Chicago to tank without actually tanking, and it it lets both – uh, fan bases be like, look, we're we're trying here. We're putting forth effort, and the Bears are going to get anyone they want to. And they're going to get Caleb Williams, I'm sure, Marvin Harrison, probably. I mean, whoever they want, especially if they have three, you know, top ten picks. I don't know if I've seen a single mock draft for next year that doesn't have those two going one and two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you see? I saw a meme with Caleb Williams. Like, uh, I guess this last game they played, he had one touchdown pass and three picks. Yeah, and it was like. Caleb Willie or Caleb Williams tanking himself so he doesn't have to play for a bad yeah, team. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I saw another one laughing at him. The dude just got lit up. It's totally soft yet. He's demanding, apparently his agent is saying he's demanding stake in the team, which apparently it turns out is against the NFL bylaws. Players are not allowed to own stake in their team. Um, it, obviously, yes, everyone knows that. But is that true? Did, did he really say that? It was his agent that actually came out and said it. That's insane. I, I, oh, I found that hard. They're allowed to have sort of agents now because, right? The, uh, NIL, it's all called um, the NIL license stuff. So, um, I don't know if he really did or not. Obviously, he and I were not boys. He he did not text me or call me with that information. But if he did, stupid. But man, they could have the one and two picks and maybe another top ten to twelve pick. Why not let him go there? Play, have four good games a year six crappy games and hurt for the other seven let redskin let washington deal with it instead of chicago yeah and that's what they do they got they signed donovan McNabb after he was after he left the eagles well he was washed uh, up at that point justin fields hey, is only in he's at the beginning yeah, of his career yeah but they wanted him and they wanted your boy prince harry and they keep they sign all these guys that are just dude that just up. made my heart i know thank You're you welcome. for that you know that I, a, honestly you it are, hurt me to it hurt me to say it, but it saved me. I salute you. <laughs> All right, let's break down some of these games. You good? I'm the... just, I'm beside myself. I can't even think right now because you finally acknowledged it. And now I'd like to talk about Marco a little bit. Apparently, they might be bringing back night. some scrub spinoff for her. I mean, it's, there's, I, I, I'm just beside myself with joy. Okay. Well, let's let's turn that on to the Jaguars beating the Saints 31 to 24. Uh this game, the actual game ended up being not bad to watch. Not as bad as most Thursday night games are uh and most games that have the Saints and Jaguars in them. Well, that's because Eaton. we both had Yeah. <laughs> Taysom Hill. We I, did uh, we wanted to give two crafts about this game. Well, it's kind of true, but uh ETN did great. He scored twice <laughs> and um Christian Kirk scored for you. Trevor Lawrence, it was interesting going into the game. It's like, is he going to play? And then all of a sudden, you know, his knees can't be that bad. He takes off for 59 yeah, rushing what? yards. I don't know. Um, Derek, Alvin Kamara, it, this is – all right, so hold on. Let me back up. Derek Carr, not good. We mentioned that already. Alvin Kamara, 
He is the workhorse back, 17 carries. He's also the workhorse wide receiver with 12 catches. I uh, got 91 yards to the air at 100 and what, like 53 total yards, I think. Um, and then you and I, we both talked about starting Taysom Hill in the once and done. We both ended up doing it, which is against our religion. We hate Taysom Hill. He always screws us, and we hate Thursday players. But it actually panned out for us because he had a rushing touchdown. He had a couple catches. And Michael Thomas finally found the end zone, which was nice. Taysom Hill should have had another touchdown at the end. Um, Carr yeah. was in trouble. He threw a ball because he sort of panicked. Taysom Hill's literally standing there all by himself in the end zone, and he overshot him by like five yards over his head. But he literally was standing there by himself for a just a, a, a pitch and catch touchdown. He tried uh, for it, but it's way too high. Yeah, that that would have been nice. But this is another thing like with the Henry going there. Look how often Kamara's on the field. I mean, are you really going to take him off? Or are you only going to, put, yes. going to turn him into a third down back? I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be exactly like it was with him and Mark Ingram. But that was you different. Get, you know, Mark Ingram was never a star, so he didn't mind being the second fiddle and just going in for goal line and short yard stuff in the cage series. You really think Derrick Henry's only going to want to be on the field for 17 snaps a game? So it's you're not hard worried. for me to imagine that. You're not worried about the football aspect. You're worried about the locker room part of it. Yeah, I just I can't imagine uh, these, like I said, two all-pro guys that are still both – solidly into their careers except either one of them accepting just not being on the field anymore i think well, it'd be a hard pill to swallow their their division isn't going to be difficult to win and winning cures everything um i guess i don't really expect them to win a lot of games they, they might win this division at eight and nine right well hey let's get some to the playoffs uh, what do you want in the playoffs you want defense and a run game they no, certainly I'm, I'm, would. I'm saying from i i don't know it's just hard to imagine that's all I got you. Um, and I want to get this game out of the way because I know you're a little fired up about it, but the Falcons beat the Buccaneers 16-13 to 13 in what was an absolute snooze fest. Nobody did anything for you from the Falcons. Um, and Mike Evans, he did Mike Evans things uh, for you, so that was good. But outside of that, I'm not think, I don't think you're very happy uh, with the production of anyone, and you're definitely not happy with the situation that panned out with B. John Robinson. So go ahead, Kevin, and give your rant. So you know how jacked up I was, pissed <laughs> off. This is the such some of the biggest bullshit ever. Okay. All right. Let's come on. You know I get fired up and my tongue gets a little loose when I get fired up. It does. So I love that the NFL is now investigating the Falcons and hopefully find the crap out of them, all kinds of money and take some draft picks. This does not work, and I know they don't care about fantasy, but it doesn't work because the NFL is steeped now in, in the gambling business. To know that B. John would maybe not even dress, and then when he did, you knew that he would have one carry for three yards because the ruling on things like this isn't just that they won't play. If you even expect that a person won't have their normal role, they have to be listed on the report. So these idiot Falcons actually say after the game, yeah, he started having these bad headaches last night. They got worse today, so we knew he probably wasn't going to play. Said nothing to anybody. Me, with my share of B. John in my league of record, another guy consult his team. We had B. John in, could have easily taken him out and put in Jimmy or Gibbs. But we didn't because we thought he'd play. Then he has one carry for three yards, and we're not even sure why. Why did you even bother putting him in for one meaningless play in the fourth quarter? Maybe to get try to get by the whole he's not going to play deal. Well, like, the whole thing, they violated numerous rules because of this. That's not going to cut it. 
and the NFL is already investigating, and I hope they hammer them because it's BS. A lot of people, like we discussed with this gambling, if the whole world knew B. John wasn't playing, it could it would have changed the spread by probably at least a point, maybe a point and a half. I don't like it. I hate it for fantasy. I don't really like it for the NFL. It's a load of crap. They did this wrong, and they know it. It reminds me of some of my friends, like your whiteies of the world, who will go out of their way to try to skirt every rule, find a loophole in every rule, because winning is more important than doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I hope they don't get away with it, because it's a bunch of crap. And I think yeah. you're right. I think they played in one play simply so they would at least have some leg to stand on. Oh, what do you mean? Like, obviously, some wasn't right. And then you say he wasn't, and he says he wasn't. This this was everything about it was bullcrap. Uh, moving on. I hope you feel better, buddy. The... I don't feel good about it. I'm terribly angered. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell. The Chicago Bears beat the Raiders 30-12. to I have no idea what the Raiders are doing. I have no idea how they've won three games. I don't know why Devontae Adams doesn't get 100 targets a game. Um, but unless you started Jacoby Myers, who found the end zone, once again we have another team where no one was worth starting. Um, on the Bears' side, however, you are pretty happy if you started Deontay Foreman. 89 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, oh, here and we go. another touchdown. on the back. Here we go. Seven. All I'm doing is saying some stats, man. Is no, you're patting yourself Foreman on the back. Well done, start. sir. Hypothetically, if you were in a once-and-done league and you started Deontay Foreman, you may have gotten yourself 30-couple points. It would have been a great play. That's all I'm saying. All because of some shady, some shady actions the week before. <laughs> Oh, man. And it was surprising me when I sent you that congratulatory text that it took you like two minutes to catch on to my sarcasm. Rarely. Uh, uh, I felt dirty. Last minute I felt call. dirty. I felt like I needed to take a shower after that talk to some people. Well, we mentioned how I pulled out um, Deontay Foreman at the last second on Sunday put in Chuba Hubbard. And not only did it work it out 12, last week. 12.58.43. Did you look? Oh, I looked. I told you, man, it was right there. I was checking to see if you were pulling even more of a fast oh, one than man. you did. Oh, man. And it allowed me, more importantly, it allowed me to start Deontay Foreman this week. So, um, hey, I'm happy about that. Yeah, we're so the, proud of your shenanigans. Thank you. I, I appreciate You're shifty. It. He's, You're like he's Raymond big. Reddington. You're shifty. He, well, me. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Foreman, man, When you, if you're within the five-yard line, you just give him the ball, and he's going to get in the end zone in two or three carries. Yeah, he's sharp. I'll give it to him. Yep. Great game. And our boy Tyson Badgett, Shepherd University, gets his first NFL win. He looked good. Sure does. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, only- but he looked good. Didn't do anything to ruin right. the game. That's great. But, you know, when you throw the ball two and a half yards down the field, um, you know, you're not going to look more. Good. He had some nice completions. Um, And Devontae Adams did have 12 targets. They just – not, not that good at targets because Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell are throwing to him. Come on, Jimmy G. Come on back for me. Isn't it All crazy right. that we're in a world where no. any Raiders <laughs> fan or any Adams owners or Myers owners are praying that Jimmy G, of all people, comes back to life? Yeah, let's do it. Why is I'm he safe. such a wimp? Is it because he's so handsome? Uh, what well, you, you get, you get, you, everyone, you're gonna, you give in some places, you get taken in others. And he's, well, we're handsome in, like that, and we don't get hurt all the time. Got an ACL. You're hurt constantly. That was forever ago. 
I had my ACL no. surgery in like 2005. It's held up for 18 years. Yeah, I'm spry. Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago, we didn't do a show because you were sick. I was sick, but that's not an injury. I'm still terribly spry. No. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, I don't know, Kevin. The Browns beat the Colts 39 to 38. I was laughing at the score. What a high scoring game. No you one thought saw this that would be the high scoring game. I played a Cleveland defense. Luckily, they got me a, a, a lucky touchdown because giving up all those points got me negative four. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Uh, Jerome Ford, nice game for you there because uh, he had a nice, big, long run and uh, scored on it. Kareem Hunt with two touchdowns. I feel like I only saw one. I don't even remember the second one. But Ford, Ford got hurt. Ford was out because of the ankle. Yeah. Ford got hurt. So you're going to want to go out. You're going to get yourself some Kareem Hunt if for some reason he's available. If not, get yourself some Pierre Strong because he got a lot of work um, after Jerome Ford went down. And before I move on to the Colts, and I know we don't normally talk defensive players, but you want to talk about a guy taking over a game. Miles Garrett, nine tackles, two sacks. I think it was two forced fumbles. He blocked a kick. The dude's 300 pounds, and if you didn't see his his block kick, you need to watch it. He hurdles yeah, the he's, center he's right on the snap. It's insane. He. It's funny. He did it because if you do that and you touch mm-hmm. their player, it's a – Personal foul, 15 yards. He skies completely over the center to do it. Because if you touch them at all, it, it, it's a, it's leverage. It's against the rules. It's a personal foul. So he actually not only did it, but had the balls to do it and went completely over them and just – he reminds me of old school Bruce Smith. The way his body's built, how well, dominant he is, and all the different things. More athletic, made. though. He's more athletic than Bruce Smith. Maybe, but he still reminds me of him. Um, and then the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, uh, he's, he split carries with Zach Moss eight. They each had 18. They're really trying to run the ball here. Uh, but he far outperformed Moss got the touchdown. It should be his backfield. Now he also had a couple catches, Josh Downs, man, Gardner Minshew loves Josh Downs, five catches, 125 yards and a score. Michael Pittman also scored, uh, on a broken play. Yeah, um, only two catches. What, what was like seventy-five yards for the yeah. score? I think. Uh, so, how about man, your boy Stash? Yeah, he's thirty-three points. What we're we're going to pretend it didn't happen? Yes, but it's not going to happen again. Well, he, I don't know. He did it against what was going into this game, arguably considered the best defense in the league. Yeah, but that was also completely. I mean, no one. So you started the Browns defense, as did I in a league, uh, because we thought it was they were going to eat. And I don't know. It, these anomalies happen from time to time. I don't think he's going to put uh, up 33 points every week, but he played well. I'm not sure he's going to hit 20. Although they do, they for some reason, let him. It's sort of like um, the Jets offense last year when Zach Wilson wasn't playing. Mike White threw the ball 50 times a game. Why like Anthony you, Richardson's not playing, and Gardner Minshew throws the ball 50 times a game. What's happened? Why have you turned on the stash? You've always loved him, adored him, built him up. Now, all of a sudden, what's happened? I like him. you run over I your like dog? Him. No, I like him as a human. This is a quarterback. We'll see. He 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 turns the ball over a lot. and Give me give me another week of it. If, I'll tell you what. If he scores at least 20 fantasy points this coming week, I'll get back on board with the stash. How's that sound? I don't even know who they play. I forget. I, dude, I knew that's what you are doing looking it up. I have to. It's um. Uh, hold on here. Let's see now here. 
they play the Saints at 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 Indy. Yes, if they if he puts up twenty points against the Saints, I'll get on them. I'll get back on the stash wagon. Saints haven't been that spectacular. No, the defense is good. It's They're good, like the, but it hasn't been great. But good. Sure. Yep. Um, two teams that haven't been that good. The New York Giants beat the Washington Commanders fourteen to seven. Uh, this again, a lot of snooze fest in in. Yeah, not this is football. I'm embarrassed yeah. to talk about this game. Brian Robinson scored a touchdown and didn't get double digit fantasy points. So awesome. I think that tells you all you need to know. Although McLaurin did go six for ninety, uh, so that was a good uh, good game for him. Torah Taylor, we already mentioned. Uh, you obviously didn't start him, but he, I, in my opinion, outplaying Daniel Jones uh, and Saquon yeah. got a ton of work again, which is great, and he scored. Uh, and Waller finally uh, came out of the the closet and decided to he'd give you some. Well, it's not him; it's that Taylor production. actually throws to him. Danny Dimes right. just won't throw to him. I don't understand why he averages like three or four targets a game with Danny yeah. Dimes. He's your best uh, receiver on your team. Why right. would you not throw to him? Uh, I I can't answer that for you, but um, you know, I'm glad. Hopefully, Taylor does it again. Maybe Jones will be out one more game, and Taylor can do that for you He's again. Good for the Giants, that's for sure. Yeah, a game that you loved. Your Ravens absolutely demolished the Lions. Um, nice home game win. And Jameer Gibbs, he he did it for you. He was the main back. We knew that was going to happen. Somehow, 11 carries, 68 yards, and a score. The Ravens have a great, great defense. And he also had nine catches for 58 yards. Uh, Monroe St. Brown, buddy. 13 for 102. This guy, man, he's double-digit catches, I feel like, almost every single week. And Sam Laporta even had a decent game. Do you remember two summers ago when I was scoffed at? Oh, my gosh. For who and for what? Amon Ra. I put him in my top five receivers, and I was scoffed. Yeah. There was a yeah. significant scoffing. Um, I don't think it was a scoff. I Well, there was scoffing. Him. I didn't like him as much as you. Meanwhile, your boy Mike Williams spends fifty percent of his waking hours in hospitals. Yeah, poor guy. Talk about. I know. I feel bad for that because mm. I root for him. He's such athletically gifted, but really, really is. Uh, your boy Lamar Jackson stole the show, though. Three hundred fifty yards passing, four touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, and finally, finally, the Gus Bus did something. I've had to put him in a flex uh, spot in a couple leagues because injuries. And 64 on the ground with a score. He also had an 80. Well, that's the thing. That, that, that was a, We talk about anomalies. Yes. 8.5 yes. of his points were on one play. We had but, a. But, yeah, but still, <laughs> he, even with the 64 yards on the ground and the touchdown, like that's a great day for Gus. Oh, yeah. I will take that. Yeah, he still would have had like 12 points, 12 and a half points. Yep. And then uh, Mark Andrews got you two touchdowns through the air. So. I'm so Which glad I that, liked finally. Yeah, I'm so glad he's finally. I feel like because what was he? He was hurt for a week and then didn't perform, and it was like, oh man, here we go. Uh, but he's back. So well, it seems like that. they're finally decided to run an offense that makes sense. I don't know what took them seven weeks <laughs> to make that decision, but they finally decided to go with a game plan that actually made sense to those of us watching. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I actually, for once, couldn't name, couldn't just go ahead and dictate every play before it happened. It yeah. was nice to see something fresh. Will they do although it? Again? I don't know. Although Lamar did run it 
when you guys were on the five, and that's how he got his rushing. I know, touchdown. and I don't really love that, but I don't, I don't mind that. He's arguably in any game the most gifted athlete, the most gifted player on the field. So I can understand He's, that. It's everything else that goes with it. The whole thing, like you and I calling their plays as we're wa- talking to each other on the phone. Like, oh, we know what's yeah. happening here. Not only do we know the play, we know how many yards it's going to get. I didn't <laughs> feel that watching this game. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like, I felt, if anything, they took their foot off the gas. This is professional courtesy. Nice change of pace. It was. It was uh, It was great. So and if you're continues. a Patriots fan. Nice change of pace for you as well, taking down the division rival Bills 29 to 25. I don't know what I'm more surprised about the Patriots beating the Bills or the fact that they were actually able to almost score 30 points. And Josh Allen's doing this weird thing where it's like a it's like a Justin Fields last year where he's not a good real quarterback, but he's still a great fantasy quarterback. Um I know, I know but it's know. happening. I mean, Allen's so 25 yeah. points. Well, I know, but he's 27 of 41. He had a pick. Uh, and he just he's not passing the eye test right now. But uh, look, as as far as fantasy goes, you'll definitely take it. James Cook, uh, he did well uh, running and receiving. Stephon Diggs is is his, you know, he is who he is. Yeah. The biggest takeaway for the Bills from this one is that Dawson Knox is out. He had surgery on his wrist, I believe it was. So Dalton Kincaid, rookie tight end. He should be getting a lot more run. So go out and add him. He is probably maybe on your free agent uh, or, you know, on your waiver wire. So uh, grab him. Mac Jones had probably his best game of the year. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, he did his whole back and forth with Zeke again. Zeke is getting a lot of the goal line work, which is not great. Um, But Ramondre is making up for it. He got another six catches this week. So we said that receiving work is important to him. Do you care about Kendrick Bourne? No. Well, we said no last week, and here we are, six for 63 and a score again. All that stuff, he still only had 13 points. I know. I, mean, I that, know, That's but like his ceiling. You, you score, don't hate you it enough. Still only yeah, 13. that's a good point. That's a good point. <clears throat> not like I wouldn't like 13 points, but he's a guy that I'm, not, I'm never going to recommend to anybody to play Kendrick Bourne. Because next week he might have two catches for seven yards. Yeah, you're you right. can't trust Belichick with anything. What a jerk! He uh, is fantasy wise. What a jackass! Exactly. But has he owned, he's yeah. owned the Bills for twenty years. So does it really come as a surprise? The real surprise was that they had a big lead, they blew it, and that Mac Jones actually kept his composure and drove down the field and won the game. That that was really the only surprise to me. I'm 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 a little happy for him. I'll be honest. Uh, what I'm not happy about is the biggest letdown of the week. I think in in terms of fantasy, uh, was the Seahawks and Cardinals game because this had fantasy production written all over it, and it didn't happen. Uh, Josh Dobbs stole the rushing touchdown. If you you know started De Mercado, which is interesting because Amari De Mercado was big waiver wire pickup last week, and he didn't hardly play at all. It's Keontae Ingram this week. Keontae Ingram didn't get a carry. He didn't, not I'm not sure touch. he got a snap. I don't know that he had a snap. Uh, Hollywood Brown, everybody, everybody was a letdown. Uh, but again, tight end injuries. Zach Ertz put on IR today. So Trey McBride could be a priority pickup for you if you are struggling at the tight end position. Just to piggyback uh, on you real quick. Deontay Egram this week. 0% snap share. He did not play one down. Uh, he dressed, but did not play one down. The NFL is 
weird. Gino let you down. Kenneth Walker got you 100 yards on the ground, which is awesome. Um, no touchdown for him, though. And JSN scored. So did Jake Boke, but not Tyler Lockett, who I thought was going to be a fantastic. Sometimes the process is right. Like starting in the once and done. I put Lockett in there. The team was right. The game was right. The position was right. Player was wrong. DK is out. Let's go, Tyler Lockett. You're due for a nice big game here. Nope. Jackson Smith and Jigwa and Jake Bobo got touchdowns for you. This what seems a- to happen a lot with Lockett when DK's been out any time last quarter. He does nothing. Is it because he's not a true number one? And when he has to be the number one and gets occasionally double teamed or running DK's routes, he just can't produce? I don't think they even have him run DK's routes. He's not that. I mean, they're not throwing him. No, jump no, ball. yeah, it's not. It's totally different. But maybe that's just it. That when he's the number one guy, that the other team decides we're going to lock down on him. He can't. He can't do what DK can do. DK can still play through that. Though he hasn't exactly been stellar this year himself. I tell you what, Jake Bobo. I know he's a backup, and he's probably not going to play much after this because DK is coming back. But his touchdown catch was impressive. Here's a here's a question. I saw somebody post today online. If DK's out again this week, and you can only play one of those two dudes, which one are you playing? I'm I, I'm going Lockett. I'm going. No, no, not Lockett. Bobo or JSN? Um, man, I I got to stick it's with tough, the talent, right? JSN. Uh, for me personally, I got to stick with the talent of JSN. I would too, but the, the talent doesn't always receiver. equal. You know, I mean, right? I mean, it's it a valid like- question. In that, gosh, that I'm with you, though. I'd stick with JSN. I'm actually considering playing him this week. Uh, me too. Me too. The Steelers don't look until now, 12 58 43, <laughs> and you roll him out for somebody else. <laughs> Play him next week when he has 320 uh, yards and six touchdowns. I'm not gonna get that lucky again. Um, the Steelers put up some points, man. Najee Harris scored, Jalen Warren scored. George Pickens didn't score, but he got you 100 yards through the air. And Deontay Johnson, first game back from IR, 5 for 79. Yeah. I have him in a couple spots, so I was very happy to see that. He had a, he had a really nice – one of his catches was really nice um, yards after the catch and everything. The Rams, Daryl Henderson came in off the street, 18 carries and a score. He's probably the guy to have, although Royce Freeman also had 12 carries. So we'll see how that pans out. And the Puka Nakua, baby, he had an off week last week, and everyone man. was thinking, man, Cooper Cup, he's back, so Puka's out. No, sir. Eight for 154, and Cooper Cup only two for 29. Oof. I'll target him 12 to 7, too. That, to me, that's the bigger. That's that's the, the – I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. That that blows my mind. Maybe maybe it's a snap count thing. I, didn't, I haven't looked at Cups. Um, I can look at that real quick. Keep talking, I'll look at that real quick. Uh, I think it's just going to be one of those things where maybe a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, when T. Higgins is actually healthy, or last year, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. One, yeah, you know, not two, a snap two, count three, thing. Yeah, two, Cooper. three weeks it'll be Cup. Every now and then it'll be Puka. Yeah, because Puka was in on man. all 68 of their offensive plays. Puka was only in for 63 of them. I have Puka and Cooper in a league, and I'm I'm starting them both fairly confidently. Oh, yeah, it's like old school's greatest yeah. show on turf. Yeah, Isaac Those Bruce. Are, yeah, you play Isaac Bruce Isaac and Gold every week. Oh, there's 50 yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, another big letdown, Justin 
Herbert and his Chargers. The score was what? 24 to 17, I think, at halftime. And they this they ended 31-17. That was only like one score, I think, after the half. Maybe yeah, it was maybe two. Yeah, it was just a touchdown the fourth quarter. With Herbert. Sorry to interrupt you there. Although okay. not really. Um Justin Herbert, I saw Saturday that since he's coming to the league, he has the most losses of any starter in the league. Since he was drafted in Canley, he's lost as more more games as any other starter. Because the thing of all the other teams below them, that they're various different Eight starters and they and they're and it's musical quarterbacks. He's lost the most games in the league since he was since he became a starter. That is I didn't research it to corroborate. Maybe it's wrong, gotcha. but it seemed whatever source I saw from was a source that doesn't just throw out random false stats. But it makes sense because most quarterbacks, when they lose a lot, they don't get to keep playing. Right, right. Um, another uh, takeaway from this game is Austin Eckler, not good, but Josh Palmer did look good. Five for 133. Another guy I threw out there in the once and done okay, this well week. Well done. The only thing missing was a touchdown. Yeah, I know. Uh, Everett got that, but you can't trust Jared Everett because he is way more missed than he is hit. And then the Chiefs, I don't uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. You start Patrick Mahomes, you start Travis Kelsey. Uh and Rasheed Rice, though, man, he's uh he's coming around. He's really becoming the leading receiver for the Chiefs. Guy, guy in my uh, league of record has uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. Oh, jeez. He had the high player of the week and highest team of the week. But he has a losing record on the year because he spent so much money on those two. The rest yeah. of his team is literal trash. So he actually has a losing record. But, yes, Rasheed Rice, I I would have, at the beginning of the year, I would have never thought any of this. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not going to be doing the waiver wire, but you should definitely check. It's so the- weird. Yeah, you know what? How bad are the Packers? I love how they started out the season, and everyone was like, "Jordan Love, he's the real deal." Blah blah. And me and you were like, "No, it, no, no, it can't be." Yeah. I don't care if he was a tight. He was QB what three, four after the first couple weeks. It's like, Man, no, it's going to come crashing down. And sure enough, he absolutely did against the, Denver, the, the worst defense in the league. I yes, you talk about embarrassing. My gosh. Uh, but I tell you what, our boy Javante Williams looked very good. Yes, he's finally um, coming around. I know. I know. I really start, hope they start feeding him the ball. Cortland Sutton got you a good game with a score. The only passing touchdown, well, I mean, the only touchdown for the uh, offense uh, for Denver. And uh, Jerry Judy, 5 for 64, giving him a little more work. Uh, you know, make Not him look a little better for some, for some suitors. I so like did that. I hear wrong or right? Christian Watson's injured again. Oh, I don't know if it's so. I may have missed that. I'm pretty sure something something has happened. Yes, he suffered a knee injury. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's something I missed. It sucks, dude, because you and I have no. we we adored this dude coming out of college, and boy, is he flashed some oh. skill, but he oh. can't stay on the freak field. What he had like a five six game stretch last year. He was the overall number one receiver. Dud. Scored two touchdowns a game week after week, and he Dud. can't stay on the field. No. Sucks because his skill set is sick. So many guys, man. So many guys can't yeah, stay dude, healthy. Yeah. How, 
I don't know, are we are we jinxing these guys that other people yes. aren't big on coming out of college? We're huge on yes. them. They end up flashing and showing everybody that we're geniuses, but then they can't stay on the field and they make us look like damn fools. A hundred percent our fault. Hundred percent. We need to go back two years and just say, you know what, this guy sucks. Nobody should draft him. Trash. Yeah. It- and he'd already, Farley, in a year and a half, he'd already have a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> I single-handedly ruined Caleb Farley's life. His house caught on fire. That's how bad it got. <laughs> what a freaking mess. God, oh. Gosh yeah. darn it. Tom uh, Sarnick. Yeah, man. And you're all of you, those teams out there that have been riding their dolphins, man, except for Tyreek Hill. You came crashing back down to earth to a terrible game. Mostert, nothing. Uh, and Waddle, not a very good game either. Thanks. Uh, yeah, as far as the Eagles go, obviously Jalen Hurts, uh, he does his thing. Unfortunately for Swift owners, Kenneth Gainwell got the rushing touchdown, uh, but A.J. Brown is crushing it. He's got five straight games, I think, with a, at least 125 receiving Only, yards. Uh, what, third receiver, I think, in history. Yeah, yep. Dallas Goddard scored again. Thank God he came around. Uh, but you were mentioning – I can't even remember if it was bef- definitely before the show, maybe even during the show, um, about Devonta Smith. Been a big, big letdown so far. He, it's I played him in Waddle in the once and done this week, thinking th- this game's going to have 70 some points, and there's no way they can't blow up. They did nothing. Waddle yeah. missed half the game. But, dude, look, look at Devonta Smith's numbers week one, 14, week two, 24. Since then, 4, 11, 1, 7, 7. I know. Well, it's, like, it's not like he's not getting targets. Him and him and Goddard are switching places. In right. The well, here we are. We're talking about a guy. You say, oh, they'll come out of it. Will they? We're in week seven. This is now a trend. This isn't accidental. This isn't one bad week. This isn't a sprained ankle. This is a guy who was a top 10 guy last year who now just sucks. You, you want to hear something interesting? Uh, not really, but I guess I'll listen. <laughs> Who do you think was a leading tackler for the Eagles on Sunday? Yeah, Fletcher Cox. I, I, I mean, I, I oh. have no idea. Terrell Edmonds, the guy they just traded to the Tennessee Titans. Oh well, yeah, but that's. I know. I, I understand a... why they did. They, they really, oh, yeah. they really need secondary help. Yeah, especially with Reed Blankenship was out this past week. I, I thought that was going to be a bigger deal. Having one of your starting safeties out with that with those receivers, I thought that was going to be a much bigger deal. I would never say this. Like even with Miami losing, I don't think I'd ever say what I'm about to say. Mike McDaniel was thoroughly out coached. He looked that, at that's him. That's something you too. think about him. Yeah, he your looked boy at Sirianni looked. sharp, but I don't consider him Mike McDaniel. And he was he blew him out of the water. This wasn't just a a random play here and there. He was thoroughly out coached. It it happens so, though, you know. Everyone's allowed to, and we'll see. We'll see how Mike McDaniel rebounds from this. You know, it hurts I, his pick six. Remind you of a wonderful moment in the Super Bowl last year when he had a fumble six. You're about to do this. Crickets. Show. Crickets. <laughs> so low. Yeah. It's no wrong with Kevin. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm sure you saw it. Did, did you immediately yeah. like go back to that PTSD and like started shaking, had this pit in your stomach? No, I, I didn't, but. Gosh, that's thinking to yourself, boy, I wish Kevin had the crickets button right now. Yeah, I could use it. Um, well, people who needs the cricket button, 
Is you the, can't uh, even speak now. You're, I know. You're walking <laughs> back <laughs> to sit in that hotel <laughs> bar watching the game. I know. And the total silence of like 300 people, you could hear a pin drop. Oh, more than 300, man. I was in the middle of a casino, buddy, in Philly when uh, that happened. It was, gosh. I, they shut the, the, the slot machines off. They weren't even making noise. <laughs> it was... Oh, it was not not my favorite. Um, the Niners. I don't know what's happening there. Two weeks ago, I thought that they were borderline unbeatable, and then two weeks in a row, they get two losses in a row. McCaffrey didn't even look good on the ground, uh, but he did get you two touchdowns because somehow that dude has got a nose for the end zone like no other. And outside of George Kittle, man, I really thought Brandon Ayuk was going to blow up this week. And with no Debo, it just – if you're going to beat the Vikings, you beat them through the air and it just didn't happen, man. I don't, I got nothing for you. I don't, I, I don't know how or why. And then, excuse me for the Vikings. Kirk cousins was good. Almost 400 yards passing. I don't know how you do that against that defensive front. The Vikings had a great. wonderful, he looked wonderful. Sharp. He had a couple yes. throws where the Niners were bearing down and like, they're going to literally rip his head off. He just chucks the ball up and I'm thinking like, Oh God, he's just trying not to get killed. Nope. He's hitting a dude perfectly in stride right in his hands. And I'm like, why? Why is this not every week? And there were guys that were wide open. I mean, doing these crossings. There's people out there in the world that are still making the argument that as far as a pure passer, that Kirk Cousins is the best pure passer in the NFC. And after watching that night, it's it's hard. I'm not going to pretend he's Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to pretend he can do some of the things Justin Fields can. He obviously can't. The dude runs probably about a 5-9-40. But from a pure pocket standpoint and dealing with blitzes and being able to hit guys in the hands, who's better? Matt Stafford four years ago, but not now. Brady's not in the the conference anymore. I mean, who's better? That's a good question. Danny Dimes? Tell you what. Jordan Madison, man, he is looking like he might be the real deal. Seven yeah. for one. He was the wide receiver one on the week. Two touchdowns and then TJ Hawkinson, 11 for 86. We're really seeing what they're doing without JJ. It's not Osborne. It's not Brandon Powell. It's Madison and it's Hawkinson. So It's funny because we both said during at the beginning of the year, neither one of us think Addison is going to be this viable guy long-term in the NFL. But at the same time, we both said if there's one rookie who's set up for success, it's Addison. And now that JJ's out, sweet lord, it's even yes. more so. If, if I think if Addison was like four inches taller, he could be a top five receiver in the league. Yeah, he's just so tight. Well, he's got to put on some lbs too with those inches because he's only like a buck seventy, I think. Buck seventy five, eleven, buck seventy five. Yeah, he's little, but he's he's come alive now, dude, and. Great for them because now when JJ comes back, they know what they have in Addison, and it doesn't have to be JJ getting 17 targets a game. Right. And, uh, well, fantasy owners don't want to hear that. Uh, but for real football, that's ideal. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Minnesota's only two games back the line. They're only three and four, but they're only two games back of the Lions. And, and, and the I NFC, know. there's a couple teams that are elite, and then the rest is just this big pot luck thing for like the other four playoff they put together a couple wins here in the next two weeks all of a sudden they're five and five and four it's uh, there's only a few teams that i don't think have a shot I, you know chicago i'm making out. the super bowl but i'm not talking about i'm just talking about making I'm talking the about play, well Panthers, they play green bay this week why can't minnesota win that game right so oh, now all of a sudden now we're four and four 
and thinking they like, should. oh well, maybe there's some to this team. And now yeah, Minnesota coming into the into the trade deadline, all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe we should bring in a defensive piece and win this division. Well, they're trying to trade away the Neil Hunter. Gotta lose a defensive piece. I, I I think if they hadn't won this game, that that was a no brainer. But now I'm thinking like, okay, Detroit lost, we won. Maybe Detroit's not as great as we thought. They maybe got it'll be crushed, different. and maybe that's an anomaly. But I'm just saying, all of a sudden Minnesota doesn't look as bad as we thought they were two weeks ago when they were losing to everyone. You're telling me they look better without Justin Jefferson? That's not. I never said that. Well, that's, said, what I did say is that they know now that they have a viable number two receiver instead of KJ Osborne and his never-ending terrible route running and drops. Come on, KJ, this is your spot, man. Uh, all right, couple intriguing games for me this week. The highest uh, game point total is the Pats at the, uh, the Dolphins at forty-seven. The lowest total, two games: Jets at Giants and Falcons at Titans. Uh, and that, that totals at thirty-six. One of the lower t- uh, totals I've seen uh, for a while. Uh, and then watch out for this Rams at Cowboys game. The total is 45, but Dallas's defense uh, has given up at least 28 points in three of their last four games. And uh, the Rams can put up some points if, you know, if they get that passing game going, buddy, watch out. Uh, starts of the week for you, sir. Do you, you want me to go first? I, I know you're winging it. This week. I am winning it because, as I told you, I didn't really have much time today. I was at work all day because it's nice out, blah, blah, blah. And we decided to go ahead and get the show done tonight. So go ahead and go first. Uh, my quarterback, and this one's going to be brave here, Mac Jones versus Miami. I don't feel great about it. But we thought there were poor matchups last week. This week is even worse. Mac Jones, though, he was QB8 last week uh and miami's gonna be playing at home they're gonna be coming with a vengeance after getting beaten by the eagles mac jones is gonna have to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot to keep up so he can i think he's gonna be a top 12 option you're not gonna feel good about it but i think you can start him yeah i i would bet money that that he's not in the top 12 quarterbacks it's one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard you say how much money would you bet let's bet 20 bucks that he's not a top 12 quarterback this week let's think about it no no i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it you, you put your hand out the the listeners cannot see that you're trying to virtually shake my hand okay uh who's Fair yours enough. mine this is somebody i actually thought about this earlier as we were talking and looking i'm going with somebody who most people wouldn't agree with but i'm going with russ at home against the chiefs they're going to have to throw he's going to have to He's quietly not having a bad year. They keep losing. Their defense is maybe going to be historically bad, but he's not been bad. You know they're going to be behind. You know they're going to be throwing. Of course, he's going to throw two picks and probably lose a fumble, but I think he might throw three touchdowns throw and, and then throw for 280, maybe rush for 50. I think Russ could have a good They usually play KC really, really tough in Denver. They get killed yeah. in KC. They play them well in Denver. Do you know I'm how many? I'm going to start him, but you know how many points he scored last time they played the Chiefs? No, I have no idea. Six point nine. Where, where, where was it? It was in Kansas City. And when was it? Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Okay, well, let me let me look. If you're going, you're going to look at Go some ahead. numbers here. Let me look. Look at the look at though, Adam, through the year 16, 33, 13, 24, 20, 7, and basically about fourteen. 
he's quietly having a Am I going to pretend that he's a good quarterback? No, but I don't give a crap about that. We're talking about fantasy. I he's he's got to be in the top ten of quarterbacks right now. I'm, I'm not. I'm certainly not playing him against a team that he just got seven points against. Maybe that's all the more reason too. They're going to figure some things out. Plus, they're playing in Denver. I, it's just like I'm not going to play Mac Jones. We could sure. easily just sit here and say, oh, you should play Patrick Mahomes <laughs> this week, or you should play Justin Herbert. Maybe we'll do the once and then. We'll start each other's starter again. We do. it. That's the other <laughs> thing. We're both concerned. We talked tonight. We're concerned that maybe some of our friends in our league are actually listening to our podcast and and in a way to get some points made for them or just to counter us are now – it's becoming uncanny. I'm looking this it's week. Friends. It's I just, know it's the friend, people Kevin. that we put in as our plays of the week and there will be like seven other teams that play them as well. There's probably nothing to it, but there could be. So maybe we're just – I'm just saying it's Russell fishy, Wilson's Kevin. going to be great, but I think he's actually going to have negative two points. <laughs> fishy. fishy, Kevin. All right, running back for me, uh, I just wrote Houston running back. So you could take your pick, Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary. Um, I would probably lean Pierce. I'm not leaning very far, though. Uh, they both, I think, have a chance to be decent fantasy starters. Uh, Damian Pierce has been the lead back all season until the week before the bye. Singletary got most of the run then, so we'll see. But uh, Houston likes to run the ball. And that being said, the Panthers have the second worst run defense um, as far as fantasy goes. And Houston should play with the lead, I think. Have C.J. Stroud get him out to a you know, 10, 14-point lead and then hand that ball off. Okay. I would love to get on you for that because you used to get on me when I would double dip, but I can't now because the last time I double dipped, you were, you were down with me double dipping. So, <laughs> but you used to, you used to get on me when I picked two guys. Um, So what was I just looking at NFL schedule? I've seen various things today as I did look at some things Um, that they're like sneaky picks of the week, Damian Pierce and Singletary, though Pierce is averaging like, 2.8 yards a carry for the it's, season. It's not, yeah, and that it's is not. just that's it's it's hard to trust. Really trust a guy like that. I it, right, and that's why Singletary got so much run last the last time. They I were don't around. know. So, um, somebody I would play. I would love to play Monday night. I think Dave Montgomery's still not back. I'd love to play Jameer Gibbs. I hate that I already played him. I played him in a week. That Montgomery, I think, was either out or something was going on, and I thought he'd blow up. He did nothing. And I would really like to play him against the Raiders who give up the fifth most points to running backs. And you always love to root for a Monday night guy. Yes. It feels so good. Like I felt so good going into last night until our guys completely shit the bed. But I felt so good about like, oh man, I'm gonna get at least another 30 points out of this. Nope. Pick, 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 pick. I'll use that as a tiebreaker. If I got two guys and I can't decide, one of them plays Monday night. Yes, Sunday, it feels so good to sit down with yeah. a beer and be able to root for these guys. To be able to root for Brock Purdy throwing two interceptions in the last six minutes. To be able to root for IU <laughs> only getting one target the entire second half <laughs> on a ball that lands five feet in front of him. And he still almost caught it. It's such a good feeling to suck uh, on Monday nights. It gets, just gives you something to live for. You Why know do I mean? we play this stupid, stupid game? Just so we can be oh, angry all the time. It's like yes. you said two years ago. We neither one of us gets any joy out of this. We're what what is it you say? We're either pissed off or or relieved. Yeah. Never anything else. No joy. Never. 
It's either we're relieved that we didn't completely suck or pissed that we suck. I haven't smiled on a Sunday in a decade. Dude, we I I've won the ones and done the last three years in a row, and I still at the end I'm pissed off that I didn't win by more points or that I played Jamar Chase the week early. I, I, I get no satisfaction even out of winning. I still hate it. I <laughs> continue to do it. I know. We sit here and talk well, for an hour every week about it. We do it for the people, Kevin. We do it for the people. Well, I don't really care for people either, so I, that doesn't make <laughs> sense for me. <laughs> Speak for yourself, oh. big boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, man. Mess. Okay. Wide receivers. Let's go with the Halloween theme here. Give me scary Terry McLaurin. He is currently wide receiver 27, but he plays Philly. And this dude torches Philly. His last three games against them, he scored 22.6, 20.8, and 16.2. Philly is less than a touchdown favorite in this game, and the point total is only 43.5. But McLaurin only needs one play, one play to pay off for you. And uh, he's certainly going to get it this week. I I know it. It's if so I had to weird pick with one the Eagles player, defense because no. I have them, and they give me a lot of points most weeks. Yet, when you just look at yardage and points get up they look like they should be giving up 55 points a game they bend a lot without breaking yeah i guess so so i'm taking romeo dobbs simply well, because minnesota's fifth most i know he's a tough one to trust but if christian watson doesn't play he gets peppered with targets he's apparently healthy now he's got to be the go-to guy that whole game and if and if minnesota can play like they did this week green bay is going to have to keep up and it's at Green Bay, all the more reason. Uh, tight end for me, Jake Ferguson. I don't know if you know this, but he is number one in red zone targets among tight ends. Yeah. And that is with a bye week mixed in. Yeah, thanks, Yet, for, thanks for rubbing it in because the week I played, we had one catch for 15 yards. <laughs> He's only got two one points. touchdown on the season. Oh, one two touchdown. points for the evil Decepticons. Let's try to change sometime soon. Uh, he does have three tight end one finishes on the season, and the Rams with their ninth worst defense against a tight end. I think they're going to give him another one. I'm taking Waller. Tyrod Taylor will be starting again. He loves to throw to him, and the Jets give up the most points to tight ends. But if Danny Dimes play, I've got to, I've got to go to your boy Mayer, who's playing Detroit, who gives up the second most points to tight ends. Yeah, I I, I typed him in to the show doc first. But I, I called him out last week, and he and he screwed me. So but I don't think it's he that screwed you. Let me say this, okay? That's another question mark. If Jimmy G plays, yeah. I'd put him in my top two. If those other okay. jokers are playing, guys that shouldn't be starting for Leitersburg Tech, then <laughs> then I would I would rescind. In the show doc, I wrote, Michael Mayer, I know he screwed us last week, but – um, if this oh, this also comes with a caveat that Jimmy G has to be the yeah. quarterback. Did you write I that Brian Hoyer shouldn't yeah. start for Leitersburg Tech? Yeah. Ring Gold A and M, Morgansville State. Which we got to hurry up and get through this for before we go off the rails again. Uh, defense, give me Seattle versus Cleveland. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Seattle has the sixth highest scoring fantasy defense. That doesn't make any sense to me because their defense has been terrible since the Legion of the Boom. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's even better that the Browns give up the fourth most points to fantasy defenses. This game has the third lowest total. It's only at 40. Um, I might take the under in this one with these two defensive playing pretty well. I might take the under in the 40. 
And that's I'm a low. Take, that's a low total. I'm going to take the Lions at home against the Raiders. I think the Lions were embarrassed. I think Campbell is going to have them freaking fired up this week. Yes. They're at home. Jimmy G, I think, what, is it about 50-50 now whether he's going to play this week? Who knows? I thought it was 50-50 last week, so maybe we're 75-25. If Jimmy G doesn't play, this could get ugly because I think the Lions were pissed. They were straight, just straight up embarrassed. 38-6 to is not pretty, and that's what, like I said, that was the Ravens backing off. So I'm going to take the Lions this week, and I'm very seriously considering playing them in the once and done. (laughs) <laughs> don't worry kevin i won't tell anyone you were winking all right you'll probably tell me you're playing the lions and at 12 58 43 you'll put in the bills and then play the lions next week when they get 48 points uh i hope so all right buddy you got anything else there was something or other i was thinking of but it must not be important because i can't remember what the hell it was oh you, no you teams won't buy this time. week everybody can play everybody safely do your thing. Get after it, people. There we go. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out. Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. Get your bell on football podcast. See you in a week. Later.